The mortgage industry never stays still. With interest rates moving, companies changing, and regulation increasing, there's always another story. This is The Principle, where we break it down daily and take a deeper dive into the issues. I'm Christine Stewart, Editorial Director for the Mortgage News Network. Let's pay it down. But first, a word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by PennyMac TPO, the lending partner with the products, people, and technology to serve your customers and help you grow your business in the best ways possible. It's why they say, at PennyMac, greatness lives here. PennyMac TPO is Division of PennyMac Loan Services, LLC, Equal Housing Lender. NMLS ID number 35953. Loans not available in New York. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. Conditions and restrictions may apply. Loan originators are reevaluating their approach to business, not because they want to, but because they have to. What do they do when easy money becomes hard to come by? This is The Principal. I'm Christine Stewart, Editorial Director for the Mortgage News Network. And today I'm joined by Vince Valvo, CEO, publisher, and editor-in-chief of American Business Media. Hi, Vince. Hi, Christine. So let's talk about loan originators. How are they moving from being overwhelmed by this booming market to twiddling their thumbs in this down market? Well, I think they're trying to figure out exactly that question themselves. And it's, I think it's really hard for them to do right now. You know, I, I'm a member of a lot of the Facebook groups that the originators are all there. And you've got a lot of folks putting out questions saying, how do I go from what was an overwhelming deluge of work to suddenly having almost a desert in front of me of, uh, of opportunity. So what are they doing with their careers? Well, you know, it's very interesting. And, and I think one of the things that's helpful in trying to look at all of this is we put on about 30 live mortgage conferences across the country every year. So we have a great opportunity to walk out and see originators who are all coming out to, to look for new ways to build opportunity. Uh, you know, I, it was just a couple of weeks ago, we had an event in Irvine, California, and I had a great experience with a, an originator there. She was very enthusiastic, but she said that she'd been an originator now for more than two years. And what she was celebrating was that she was about to close her first purchase mortgage, her first actual mortgage to buy a home in the more than two years since she'd been an originator. And I thought that sort of encapsulated one of the big issues that lots of originators are having, that the entire market has changed for many folks who came in when the market was hot. It's a whole different view of things now. So Garth Graham of Stratmore Group told me last week that before the pandemic, there were around 300,000 people in the industry, and that swelled to about 440,000 over the last two years. So what happens with those approximately 140,000 employees? How do they keep food on the table? Well, that's a really good question. I mean, an awful lot of them on the, certainly on the support side uh, as, uh, you know, uh, underwriters and the processors, they're going to lose their positions. The big question really becomes how well do originators keep up with this? Because if originators aren't actually bringing in, you know, business, then there isn't any Thing there for the support folks to do. Uh, it's fascinating when you look at the number of NMLS licensees that how they, again, as you know, Stratmore mentioned, overall employment went up, but certainly NMLS licensees went up 
a tremendous number. We were doing an event in Texas and the uh, Texas uh, officials there were pointing out how in less than one year, nearly 40% more licensees, you know, were, were uh, uh, brought in through the state than had been the year before. And this was just, this was just a few months ago when this had happened. Now, the issue really becomes if everybody has suddenly zipped into the marketplace, how are they going to find a way uh, to, uh, you know, to put bread on the table? And I, and I really think what's going to happen is you're going to see a big shakeout, obviously, because not everyone is going to be able to do this. Um, when you've got people who are saying, how do I get into a realtor's office? And what you really have is five or six people who are all, you know, hammering in there uh, pretty much almost every hour, not just per day, every hour saying, why don't you let us do your loans? That's going to make a really difficult scenario for people. So with refinancing, it's plummeting. Are there any new products that that can save them or to replace the amount of business that was being done with refinances? Yeah, I think that's one of the reasons we're seeing non-QM being a bigger uh, a bigger uh, area for folks really that are hadn't been looking at that before because it's harder. You know, it's when you're used to doing you know sort of standard vanilla the FHA VA lending, um, then learning about these new products is is time consuming and it's easy to make a mistake if you haven't learned well. But if you are going out and saying, let me, let me look at reverse mortgage lending. Let me look at private uh, f- uh, lending for f- people who are w- investors or are interested in getting into the fix and flip bu- uh, business. Let me look at how I can add renovation lending to the people who are buying homes so that they have a way to not just grab the house, but make it, the, make it to their dream home. Um, reverse mortgages are a huge area that can be an area of growth for these folks these days. We've got more than 10,000 baby, more than 10,000 people, baby boomers turn 65 every hour, every hour. And that's a big market that wants to tap into the equity that's in their homes. Don't miss the nation's largest show for successful mortgage pros. Originator Connect returns to Planet Hollywood in Las Vegas, August 18th through the 21st. See us at OriginatorConnect.com. It's simply the greatest mortgage conference in the known universe. OriginatorConnect.com. And so what about marketing approaches? Um, You know, what are loan originators looking to do? We We had a conversation with a number of originators in Utah out in Park City, maybe mid-May. And we all sat around and sort of discussed this. And it was interesting. One of the things that we talked about, we said, you know, if you're a if you're an originator or a broker and you're sitting here and you have wholesalers coming at you and they all want your business, uh, and they're, you know, they're calling you up and they're saying, why don't you rep our products? Well, you probably have a bunch of wholesalers that you already do business with that are good for you and you're used to working with them. And if three others are coming and knocking on your door and saying, use us, use us, use us, you're going to be hesitant. You're going to go, look, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm happy with who I have. I'm happy with who I'm working with. I really don't want to take on anything new at this point. Those wholesalers who are coming have to have a different approach. They've got to be able to solve a problem for you. You know, I think one of the things they might wind up doing is they might say something like, well, tell you what, let us know the loan that you can't make. Call us up. And we're going to figure out a way to make that loan. And when they do that, suddenly they're of value to you. And once they've done that for you once, 
you're likely to go back again and again. And the point in a, of that story was to get the originators to have the empathy, right? This is how I pick someone who wants my business and I've already got great relationships with their competitors. Because it's the same thing when these, real, when these originators are knocking on realtors' doors. Those realtors already have lenders that they're working with. They're already happy with the relationships they have, most of them. And so if you're trying to get in and build new relationships with these people, you've got to come with something in hand to offer them, or they're probably just going to turn away. And the best way to have something in hand in that situation is to say, what problem deal do you have that isn't coming together right now? And, you know, I think there's probably a few of those because the home buying market has changed dramatically. Interest rates have gone up. People are having a harder time qualifying. Other folks who might have been coming in with a with a cash deal of some sort, the cash may not always be there. There are, you know, I, I am seeing as I'm watching real estate listings, I'm seeing more, you know, relisted or back on market uh, things are coming up instead of homes going out in seconds. You know, we are seeing some homes coming back to the market because those deals cratered. Well, that's where an originator can go in with a realtor and go, watch me come in here, watch me figure out a way to save your deal. And when they do that, they'll get more purchase business. Is there any other, um, you know, industry that these loan originators should be be looking at? I mean, aside from the realtor, obviously, the the relationship with the realtor is super important. Are there any other ways that they can break through and and get these loans? Well, one one uh, very successful broker that we were talking to at that Utah event was talking about how uh, he has done a, a great a job of connecting on Instagram with the successful real estate agents in his area. He searches them out on Instagram. He follows them. When they've done something great, he tries to comment back, you know, wow, wonderful job. You're looking terrific. And then he gets that cross-posted into his social media accounts. And what that does is it it builds a little bit of a rapport with the between the originator and with the realtor. And it also helps market the realtor because that, you know, that loan originator is using his social media account to tell people that this realtor is really good. So he's extending their reach. And that has helped bring him realtor business because those real estate agents are seeing that and they know where that business is coming from. And they're going, wow, well, if this came to me because, you know, Jack or Jane over there was promoting me, maybe I should be doing more business with them. We're all in this together. So going back to the the first uh, loan originator, you were talking about how she had just done her first purchase loan in in the, you know, the two and a half years that she's been in the industry. I mean, how many purchase loans, obviously if refis go away, how many purchase loans are you going to need to put food on the table? Yeah. You know, for her, I think one of the interesting things was that she was so swamped with refinances. And in terms of what it takes to put that together, Compared to a purchase, it was so much easier in a refinance. Everything's pretty much done. You're just looking to make sure that there's no liens on the property and that the you know, employment situation is still stable. And bang, you've doing a, you're doing a refi, and the refis were going you know very fast um, and very profitably for two years for this person. She didn't want to get involved with purchases because they were more work. Well, if you're going to be successful in this business, at some point you have to sit back and say, I'm going to put the work in on the harder deals. And I think that's one of the things that, you know, she's learning. Um, the good thing I think with her was that she was sitting there saying, well, I'm, I'm excited about trying to do this. The, 
the people who are successful, I think, going forward are the ones who are going to say, not, hey, how do I get 20 more loans or how do I get 10 more loans? It's literally going to be the ones who say, I want to get one more loan this week. That's my goal. Whatever I did, I want one more loan than this, or I want two more loans than I did last week or the week before. You have to do it incrementally. And if you're doing that, eventually you will grow. That's all the growth you need. You don't need to be suddenly saying, I need 10, 12, 30 you know, more loans. You need to be uh, focused. You need to be consistent. And you need to be willing to say, I'm going to take this one small step at a time. Because if all you're doing is trying to leap from product to product, you're, you're probably going to fall down and you know injure yourself. It's <laughs> all about those small steps. <laughs> it is all about those small steps. Exactly, Christine. Well, thank you so much for your insight today. And we'll have the rest of your headlines after this word from our sponsor. This podcast was brought to you by PennyMac TPO. Visit tpo.pennymac.com to learn more about becoming a partner and starting your journey to greatness. Here are your headlines for today, June 1st. Mortgage rates slipped again, but that wasn't enough to spur a rebound in business. In fact, applications have tumbled to their lowest level in 18 months. Applications fell by 2.3% from the prior week, with both purchases and refis dipping. In other news, Fannie Mae's guaranteed book of business slowed down after a booming March. The book grew by almost 10% in March, but in April it went up by 3%. That's the smallest monthly increase since July. And finally, Cross Country finds itself in another lawsuit over poaching employees, but this time it's going on the offensive. The company is accusing rival Guild Mortgage of recruiting away a branch manager encouraging her to steal customer information. This has been The Principal, a Mortgage News Network podcast. All episodes are produced by T.G. Cotemporor and Matthew Mullins. Mike Savino is head of multimedia and Christine Stewart is editorial director. The opening theme was Status by Jamie Bathgate and the music you hear now is Glossy by Skygates. You can find episodes of The Principal at www.mortgagenewsnetwork.com or you can subscribe wherever you get your podcast. And don't forget to rate and review so that others can find it. Thanks for listening.